in all the old familiar places. Mark, if you can name this singer, I'll give you a million dollars. This heart of mine embraces. Uh, L.A. Boys. Nope. Like a yeah, it sounds really good through that speaker too. Really? Yeah, it sounds it's crystal clear. Sick. is when people had style back in the 30s and the 40s that's oh, when people God, had style fucking coming out. i got more style in my left pinky toe than this whole fucking we know you can bark in the morning sun absolutely no culture to bark. I think it's always a good idea to appreciate the trendsetters of old. Yep. I agree. Oh, God, you fucking boomers. Fucking... I think it's a good idea to turn that shit the fuck off immediately. Because have you heard Playboy Cardi's new song? It's incredible. Something like that. Um, well, we actually met with one of Taiwan's biggest musicians today. Female musicians. No one cares. Um, no one cares. Okay.
When are you gonna start taking medicine, dude, and get better? I miss I miss fucking caffeine, Alex. I miss I miss healthy caffeinated Alex. I'm on COVID two thousand. I'm no, dragging you go your to a party. Stick ass around, dude. You look like you look like you're fucking propped up like a puppet. You're like <gasps> everywhere we go. <laughs> I can't bring you around anywhere, dude. You're fucking like like, hey, I'm Bark. This is Alex. And you're like, nice to <laughs> meet you. Nobody <laughs> wants to be around you, dude. They're like fucking leaving as soon as possible. Um Dude, I'm got COVID two thousand. I'm still I'm still out there grinding every single day. There's no. What do you mean? What 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 do you mean grinding? Like what? Do you, what were you up to today? What I was setting up a podcast that no one's gonna watch today. You That's what I was doing. Shit. I was yeah. setting up a podcast with Bark. They're like, "Oh, here, hold this mic, talk for five minutes." I was like, "Whoa, this is gonna be really dope. I'm really excited for to set up a podcast that no one's gonna watch." Oh, they'll watch it. Can't you use YouTube ads to try to get some some momentum? Nah, fuck that. We don't need ads. We don't need ads. We'll just be Bart, trendsetters. We'll be Bart, quote have unquote. Have not seen trend- how many motherfuckers we'll have done the podcast? We'll be trendsetters of our generation. As fungible put it. You are already. You know what I really. Sorry, Alex. You guys are already. Fungible, the, uh... are you? Well, no, what I realized Web3 needs more of are more fucking podcasts. There's not enough of those motherfuckers going around right now. Bark, what, why do you think Web3 needs more podcasts? Mm. Well, it's not that Web3 needs more podcasts. I think that's a, a, that's a wrong mindset. I think that the information that we bring to the table should be in video form. And there's no reason, there's no reason why we should not be producing in video, uh, nor anyone should not be producing in video. When video, when short form video is the most consumed content on the on face of the earth, and people still wake up in the morning and go, oh, I wonder, what do people want? Oh, fuck, I can't figure it out. Even though half the world is on TikTok, people go, I just don't know where the demand is. I just can't figure it out. What could possibly, what could people possibly want? And I think that there's very little, I think there's very few people who are legitimately producing video content at a high level in Web3. In fact, I could name zero people doing it. There's like one podcast where they bring guests on and then run ads on the podcast without the guest knowing. I'm sure you're familiar with I was with on it. that podcast. Yeah, I know. Uh, I know you were. Uh, but yeah, outside of that, I think there's very few people who are producing legitimate video content in Web3. Um, given the data and the trends of where people are spending their time, I think it would be incredibly wise to venture into that realm, into that field. So we're setting up a video podcast, and here's how most podcasts go. Most people buy all the equipment and never shoot the first episode. So we're kind of in that. You know how many people have like, Yo, just how many fucking posts I've seen, you know, your favorite person, you know, your favorite fucking pudgy penguin on Twitter. Yo, just got my new fucking $400 mic and my soundboard. You just wait till I can't. If anyone, if anyone tweets, just wait until I'm about to take my podcast game to the whole nother level. I just, I'm instantly embarrassed on them. Just go take it to the next fucking level. 
anyone who's got to tell you that their podcast is about to level up or it's going to be the best thing, it's not. It's going to be the worst thing. So I'm not going to talk about it. We're just going to produce it. Uh, we already have all the shit in works. Um, we already have all the shit in works. Yeah, I mean, uh, but you're asking why I think the demand for video content has never been higher. The supply of good content creators has never been lower. Uh, therefore, there's an opportunity in the market that I see at the moment for someone to come in, land grab, become the next Joe Rogan, Mr. Beast, et cetera, et cetera, of Web3. Uh, and then during the bull market, people are going to be turning to their heads and going like, holy fuck, how did they build that that media empire? Well, it's because everyone was dicking around during the bull mar- or during the bear market, you know, asking themselves, what NFTs should we buy today? We talked to the best trader in NFTs. He's making fucking Tensilana a day. Okay, that's that. If you're if you're competing at the highest levels, you're making ten Solana a day. So the alternative is, you invest instead of investing in NFTs, you invest in building a brand or a company or a media empire, whatever the fuck you want to call it, something very low cost but very high potential. And that's I think Web three podcast. You seem super interested today. You sat down and participated for a total of about four fucking minutes uh, before you went and did something else. Are you uh? Are you are you bearish on podcasts, Alex? Yeah, I went and did something else because you guys are fucking nerds. Like, well, you know, if we had the fucking mic over here, it'd be fucking blocking the fucking camera angle. We got the fucking camera angle right there, and the fucking lighting's gonna be coming in on this way. We need all the fucking guests to be in the same fucking lighting, and you get the fucking depth of field on the fucking camera. You hanging up on the fucking ceiling. Yeah, you guys are fucking nerds. I couldn't take it anymore. I had to go get a drink of water. That was more entertaining than listening to you fucking nerds. Uh, do I think Web3 more needs more podcasts? I don't know. Luckily enough, we can pull the audience if I don't know the answers. This person says yes. Uh, next person says maybe. Uh, Paul says we need to go back to fundamentals. History works in cycles. We are at another origin point right now. Time to pivot. Does that mean we are going to start seeing more IRL podcasts? I don't know. Not enough fucking answers on the polls, so we're going to have to pull the audience. Some thumbs up if you think Web3 needs more IRL podcasts. Thumbs down if you think that is not going to do jack shit. So I'm looking through the audience right now. There's a couple thumbs up. All right, people are feeling gracious this morning. Okay, Ski says fuck no. He's thumbing down the fuck out of it. He's spamming that shit. He's irrelevant. Uh, Drewby. Drewby also. He Paul, is irrelevant. Have you ever Paul seen a post from third? Ski? Oh, shit. The thumbs Have you ever seen a post from Ski in your there. life? Have okay, you ever seen Cruz gave us ever a thumbs seen up. A post from Ski? Who are all these people? You ever seen a post from Ski in your life? I no. follow him. Barney's thumbing down. Yeah, follow like, Ski fuck too, you, Barney. Hang on, bring Barney's bitch ass up here. Ass up here, Barney. Bring your bitch ass up here. You know that you're gonna thumbs down. Surf? You're gonna be the clown. I'm looking What's at that? Surf Aztecs. Bring these motherfuckers that are thumbing down. Take the question mark out of your name. They can tell us what what we need more in Web three. Hmm. Well, is sure, anyone yeah. is anyone up at the fucking woven? Like, they the just want to hear because the they just flip. Four these these motherfuckers just flip their fucking thumbs so they'd hear their name. Because I was only calling out the thumbs they down. Got, you know, what? I'm they, only calling thumbs up people. They now. got 211 followers, and then their bio it says Web3 Consultant, and they're thumbs downing. That's that's okay. Consult how to get consult yourself on how to get more fucking followers. Yeah. Uh, I don't trust any of these motherfuckers. Uh, they don't know what they're talking about. Um, it's like asking a fucking square if it can fit in a circle hole. Can you, know? you stop like, using that? No. You kept going using that metaphor. And because people go, because it makes sense. Okay. Did anyone on the, the speaker panel thumbs down? 
Barney, quit unrequesting. You're like, I'm trying to grab you, but you keep on requesting, unrequesting. Okay, Greeny. Greeny. Uh, we can go over to Greeny. Greeny's uh, always Greeny has... Greeny always, yeah, Greeny always has terrible takes. I'm sure this will be another one. What's up, Greeny? So when I hear podcast, I think of like long form content. And I don't, I think while long form content has its purposes, it really requires a particular skill to be good at. Um, and I don't, and I, I think that's a skill that not a lot of people have. A lot of these people setting up podcasts not, don't necessarily have that. What I do think is going to take over is like you said, Bark, is this short form content. And I think we're in a really uh, unique position here on Twitter because I think it's only inevitable that Twitter is going to implement some sort of short-form video content on its platform. And this is really, I said this on Tuckspace earlier, this is really where people should be trying to like find their niche, uh, find what they're good at, because it's only inevitable, in my opinion, that that's going to happen. And uh, honestly, I think not nothing against TikTok, nothing against the merits of that platform, just due to like the the legislative nature that I see, at least the U.S. going, where you have state governments and the federal government uh, critiquing it more as like a, a national security issue just because it comes from China and there's things about it being like spyware and all that. I think that TikTok is going to see a decline in the somewhat near future in this country, and I think that Twitter is in a prime position to take over. All right. Seems to me you, you've got a tenfold hat on with the China allegations. No, Mark does no. the same. Okay, stop. Yeah, you're, 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 we're not in the U.S. anymore. Dance um, the line, I forgot. Yeah, don't dance the line. Yeah, I mean, TikTok is slang. I mean, it's slang. TikTok is slang for short-form video, which is pretty much a universal term. It's on every platform at this point, Green. And how do you get short-form video? Well, you either produce individual pieces of short-form content or you chop down long-form into short-form. You could have a three-hour podcast where 99% of it is absolute dog shit. But within there, there's like five, six clips that individually with some great fucking editing, music, zooms, pans, high contrast, uh, annotations, captions, 1.5-second hook, uh, transition on the way in and and out, and fucking hard loop, that you could turn it into a a fucking mega video. So what's up, Greeny? Oh, I no, I I totally get what you're saying. Um, I'm just referencing specifically, like, did he run? Yeah, uh, they took him out. Okay, um, let's go over to Barney. Barney That's what happens talking- when you talk. Back. You think I'm joking? Alex is like touting the line. We're like in the cap. We're we're in like the we're next to the takeover with the nah, Green, green behind nah, or green, no, their that. own platform. Fuck that! Fuck that. No, go get fucked. No, no, no. Go get We're going to Barney for two reasons. One, um, he normally has terrible take, but more importantly. His accent, I just enjoy listening to him, even if his takes are terrible. I don't, I don't even give a fuck what it's he says. It's like, what is it, South African mixed with uh, he, he says a bo- British. It's Tuesday, isn't it? Mixed with doesn't uh, follow me. You. Mixed with fucking Lego-looking-ass PSG. Okay, Barney. Um, What's up, boys? You good? But Alex, you left out Top G. My third thing. Top G? Top G. Top G. Top G. 
How many uh, cups of coffee I'm, does I'm Andrew just... Tate drink on a daily basis? Anybody know? Say that again. How much what? How much coffee does Andrew Tate drink on a daily basis? Probably too much coffee. Okay. Go ahead with your <laughs> opinion. I don't know. I was going to say, Bach, to be fair, I was listening to you, what you were just saying there, and I can see now why Alex has you round him, because I put my thumbs down. I am not a big podcast listener, only because time. Um, I found it hard to carve out time. Obviously, Alex is going to probably say, if you don't have the desire or the drive to listen to something, you're not doing something well enough, but it's pure and simple time. But I do agree with you. If you can get content, chop, chop it up, make it more bite-sized and more palatable than 100%. Yeah, that's how I like to digest it. And I would also do agree with the video side of things. That would be nice as well. And the one thing I'd say what you boys I've been finding quite interesting on your travels is I don't think enough um, influencers, is that what you call yourselves? I presume you're soon going to be founders. You don't show enough behind the scenes. Like people, well, I do anyway, want to know what does it take? Like, what is your day, a day in the life of Bark or Alex? Or like, wh- how has a project come together? How do you find developers? How do you find coders? How do you find marketing people or uh, web design people and bring all these things together? We're not here to pocket watch or, or take anything from you. I just don't think anyone in this space has actually brought that sort of education to the masses in an ent- entertaining way. Almost like an MTV Cribs, but for founders and projects. I think that would be sweet. Well, to answer one of your questions, um, you, sorry, Bart. Answer one of your questions. Um, we're going to be, I think, this is Bart's idea of doing a podcast, but as a Twitter space. So uploading, like we'll we'll do the Twitter space, but it'll be like a live pod, like a recorded podcast as well. Um, probably only great speakers will be allowed to speak while the podcast, like there'll be multiple space, but like the podcast space will probably, so all the speakers up here will immediately never be seen, uh, whenever we have like a podcast, quote unquote podcast, Twitter space. I think it's a good idea, you know, kill two birds, one stone. And to go back to like the behind the scenes, um, you're seeing it here on Twitter spaces. I don't know how, I don't know how much more transparent we could have made all this, um, I don't know. No, we like it. We like it. We want to see more. But the podcast doesn't sound like it'll be very entertaining, brother, because you, you ain't got none of your 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 crew up here that makes you laugh and brings shitty takes and shitty accents and where you can just like give it to them and you can then go get a Big Mac and fries and um, send loads of photos of your food and like you like your fish raw. How, how much are you spending on food out there? It was Big Manchi just picking up the bill on everything yeah you said it there uh machi's picking up the bill on everything thank goodness he's back in taiwan is he a kingpin in his hood in his ends Uh, yeah uh he's bigger than i i thought he was i thought he was just bluffing i think he's just like an internet nerd like majority he is myself oh yeah he is that sorry he is an internet fucking nerd what about when was that you, Bark? You're in a garage with all these supercars. Is this a, an event or one of Machi's many undercount? Oh undercount no, that's garages? our that's our that's our friend now. Machi barely even he's he's uh we're his American brother. He told a, he told me that about thirty five times at the club. 
uh, that I was his American <laughs> brother. Um, yeah, uh, I don't want to dox that individual, but they have the number one car collection, one of the number one car collections in Asia. So taking taking those shits out for a motherfucking spin. Um, and just how, a long, daily... how long you boys gonna be staying out there for? Inevitably. Well, I've I've been trying to go home. I'm like looking at fucking flights on Expedia, and Alex slaps the phone out of my hand. He's like, "Not until the mission is completed." It's mother military motherfucker. He was a janitor in the military, trying to dump his fucking training all over me. Like, you know, we, we can't stay until the mission is completed. And he's like fucking saluting people at the headquarters. <laughs> uh, so I guess until the mission is completed, Barney, I'm not gonna see my family. I'm not gonna see my dog. I'm not gonna see my house. Um, until the mission is what, what did you boys get each other for Christmas? Because you're out there on the 25th, I see. What did we do for Christmas? I don't know. We, walked we fucking we ran walked up a temple playing the, the Rocky theme song. You made me march around all Taipei for fucking 17 hours for God knows what fucking reason. My feet were killing me. It's like, yo, if I'd have walked one more Because you're wearing fucking, you're wearing fucking skate shoes to walk around Taipei in concrete. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't. Yeah, I'm I, saying right now, I could never travel with Bart. He's just a miserable. Like, hey, can we go? Like, relax for a little bit. No, we need to go. I'm like, go where? Well, somewhere. Just like, yeah, because we're on hour three of the day, and you're like, can we go back to the hotel? I'm like, what in the fuck? It's like we have work to do. You boys aren't oh. sharing one room, are you? Maybe. Why? Why? None of your business. You, you tail to toe. Who's big spoon? Or little spoon. It depends on the night. Uh, okay, <laughs> let's um, look. I I guess I don't know. Could could we be more transparent? I mean, Barney, what type of content could we make that would be even more transparent than what we're making now? I I think it's difficult for you because I've um, I've tried to hop in a couple of your spaces, but the time difference and I don't know if I'm just making excuses. I miss them, but you are being very um, obviously secretive for a reason. So your project or whatever you're doing comes out um I, I was digging you up i actually like the photos behind the scenes the the, the the humor and all that i'd just say keep producing more of that same content i like the videos i like the photos like um where you at just getting an insight into your world because a lot of the people who follow you and have been following you and seen you boys on the come up follow you for a reason because not only are they potentially intrinsically in locked in your way of thinking and your uh, perception of life, but they obviously like you and potentially they could live through you. So not many people are going to have that opportunity to travel around the world, be given an opportunity to go set up something on their own or meet different sorts of influential people in the world. So just seize that opportunity, live the moment and obviously share it because some people find that interesting and, it's great content, and um, I think you guys uh, are living the dream to to one extent. I know it's hard work, and I don't know what you're doing on your downtime, but I think just share more of it. Extreme hard work. Some wouldn't be able to eat lobster pasta for fucking lunch every day of their life. Alex, Alex, you said in one of the fo- in one of the photos I saw today, who would be willing on an all-expensive flight to come out here to be on a podcast. So who's the first person coming out? It'll be decided at uh, capitulation. It will be Wait, decided. To capitulation, like today? Capitulation? 
Yeah, like in uh, seven, <laughs> seven and a half hours or uh, eight and a half hours. Okay. Oh, okay. So, so that wasn't just engagement. That's legit. No, that no, no. And out. Machi made it very clear. Machi made it. He's like, you, you. He's like, we can't. We just were with him an hour ago. He's like, we can't be waiting any longer. He's like, you better pick somebody. And I was like, Machi. I was like, you legitimately want to fight some random mf out here? He's like, yep. He's like, put him on capitulation. He's like, we're we're all due. No talk. We're all due. No talk. So, man, you've got you've got the interpretation from being around and bound to a T. I can't get away from him. Fucking, he got a gazillion dollars and fucking and and wants to hang out with us two fuckers every day. So I, I love Sponge. I'm absorbing as much as I can from that mf'er. Um, turns out all it takes is one racist to write one thread about him to destroy a public reputation. Uh, but then when you actually meet someone and you say, "Hold on a second, wait, let's actually look into what actually happened," and uh, and then <clears throat> let's just say that's being addressed. Okay, let's. Uh, okay, so you want to see more content of us doing random shit? I, I, we could probably do that. We could probably do that. I mean, Alex has always got his fucking camera on me. I can never film him because he's not dogs. We got to get you your fucking. We got to get you is, your is fucking that, triple F. Coming bark. Is that day coming when you, when the, the old lizard's gonna come out from behind that PFP? Maybe. But we got to get him a fucking, his triple F outfit, you know, his fucking, his fucking ski mask and sunglasses. He's like, it's better for the mystique. I don't know. What do you think, Barney? Should we dox his ass? I mean, I got photos. I don't know. Of- I don't know. You've, you've seen him, so he might have a face for radio. So I don't know if it might be good oh, to okay. dox him. You know what I mean? Oh, does he have a face for radio? Hmm. I don't know. Go I'll fuck yourself, know. Barney. Pardon? Now, pardon these nuts. Um, air, <laughs> Alex. Why don't you want a dox? I'm sure everybody, everybody can't hold that. Nobody can live their life normally until they know what you look like. Apparently, do, do you know? Do, do you know what though? The, the doxing thing—it's a—it's a like potato, potato, isn't it? Like in yeah, this it space, it, everyone wants something, and then as soon as they get it, it's such an anticlimax. So it's almost just leave people wanting more, and you probably will be better off. So if, mm-hmm. if if I had his notoriety and maybe was in his position, I'd probably milk it as long as I could. Because as soon as you do come out, it's just going to be capitulation, literally. People will be like, ah, uh, there we go. And then no. They're, they're, they're no one, no one gives a fuck about what a human looks like. There's 8 billion of these motherfuckers on this planet. And I, I don't know. How many do you give a fuck? Didn't, I don't give a fuck about any of them. It's, it's not. Like. It's not more. It's not what you look like. It's more like now in any in real life thing, they're gonna know who you are. Trying to getting twenty dollar bills out your back pocket, aren't they? Everywhere you pocket. go. Uh, no, I just do it for my safety reasons. I watched what happened to Bark, and you know he was freaking the fuck out, Barney. You know they called his hotel room. Um, somehow they figured out his exact coordinates, exact hotel room. Somehow. Because you're fucking blasting out everywhere, motherfucker. Well, I watched how fucking paranoid he was, and I was like, oh, fuck, I don't want that shit. Okay, listen. All it takes is one MFR with nothing to lose. That's it. That's it. One MFR. And there's 8 billion MFRs on the face of the earth. All it takes is have, one have, have, with have you actually had something like that happen where MF has got a bit of a groupie like attraction to you and has got carried out of control? 
Yes. Wow. Yeah, you don't like me, me with my 800 followers, like big pimping. You never think about that. You've gone from 10 to 20,000. Well, Alex, no one's going to do shit, dude. Yeah. No one is going to do hey. shit. Okay. It's just the internet incels. You're anonymous. Internet. You're anonymous. The internet nerds, dude. <laughs> they're always saying they're coming out their base and they're not going fucking anywhere. You know, the fucking functional. They're not doing nothing, dude. They're just fucking staying in the fucking base. Internet tough guys. Internet tough guys. That's what they're called. Yeah. They Look, I got fungible on my side. Anyone comes near me, fucking yeah. better hope there's Your not a Your head's going through a nearby. fucking speaker. Better hope there's not a fucking subwoofer nearby because their head's going right through it right through that bitch that was my favorite interaction with fungible of all time same and double ape has not double ape didn't come back after that i'll fucking die for a friend in a fight i know you would fungible but double ape never came back after that i have died in a fight fucking woke up in the hospital before i didn't die i think i did die because when i opened my eyes the doctor said he's back what do you? What happened in between when when you were in the fight and when you woke up? Do you remember? <clears throat> yeah. So, um, so there used to be this really fucking bad projects in Jersey City called Curry Woods. It was like the fucking worst projects in New Jersey. So I said, you know what? I'm gonna fucking go in there and I'm gonna show them who's the most dangerous man in Hudson County. So what happened was they saw I was white, so they tried to mug me. What they did was they took a fucking crowbar and put it in a ShopRite plastic bag to make it look like a gun. And when I realized what it was, I fucking headbutted the guy and then fell down three flights of stairs. And then I fucking ran out of the building and I'm running up the street. And for some reason, I kept falling. And then I woke up in fucking uh, Christ Hospital with the doctor saying he's back. You're a crazy son of a bitch, Fungible. Fungible, would you fly out to Taipei? I would, but I mean, I would, I would love to. I, you know, I'm a family man. I'm working again. It's tough. I mean, the only good thing is that the company I work for is in fucking Miami, and I'm in New Jersey, so I could pretty much be wherever I want. Yeah, you think they would allow you to take a week off, or I don't know what the. No, nah, they won't let me take a week off. I just started. <sighs> Well, so I'm I'm basically building their their marketing agency. Tell them that you're, tell them that you're saucing, and then see what they say. The problem is, you know, you say you're going to come out for a week. You think that hey, we're just going to be in Taiwan for a week, and then all of a sudden here we are, three fucking weeks later. Uh, we're not leaving till the mission's complete. You won't let me go home, mother. I miss my family, and you won't let me go home. All right. Anyways, let's. <laughs> Let's go on some of these hands. Let's go to let's go to Ariel. Ariel, I see you got the the Santa caps on. Uh, it's no longer Christmas. It's December twenty sixth, so you can you can now remove the Santa caps. I've been trying, but Elon keeps telling me I can't. I, I can't change my picture. I feel like I'm gonna have Christmas hats until next Christmas. It's bullshit. Mm. I know, but uh, two things: one, fungible. You're saying the North Jersey. You're by the the scariest projects in all of New Jersey. Have you ever been to Camden? No, I, that's far for me, but I know it's fuck. It's raw. It used to be real rough. It's real bad. It's pretty bad. But I was just curious if you've ever stepped foot in Camden, because if so, I want to hear about your experience there. Second, Alex and Bark, are you guys 
you know, you say you're doing this video podcast. Are you going to do like, is it going to be like a regular Twitter spaces? I asked because for me, and I'm assuming maybe other people that work like nine to five, I listen to things in the background as if it's music. So I can't work and watch TV at the same time, but like I'll have Twitter spaces on just in the background. So I know what's going on so I can listen and also work at the same time. So it's it would be, I mean, this is a selfish thing, but personally it would be hard for me to do that if you guys switch to video because I'd be inclined to just watch because I don't have self-control. So would there be an option to listen as well and not you know watch for those of us that multitask and don't have self-control? Yes. Dope. Yeah. Thanks. Yep. Yeah. No, I think it's going to be a... Like completely, I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I, I don't. Bark's always trying to plan out some shit. I'm just trying to do shit. That's true between Bark and myself. He plans. I just am doer. I just let him plan it all out, and I'll just show up. Yeah, it's a good. It's the wombo combo. Look, every every. Uh, never mind. I'm not gonna give away the secrets to the ultimate success and and happiness. You can just watch the podcast. You just watch the podcast. Um, another Santa Claus MFR. We got Eddie up here. Um, oh, and it's another Moonbird. Ariel bought a Moonbird. Bark. You know, we, we I got sure three. did. Wait, look. They got the same. It's both on the fucking shoulder. They both got. Christmas. I would do that, but Elon won't let me. He keeps telling me I can't change my picture. It's like he's trying to make me look like an idiot because I know it's no longer Christmas. Yep. He's after you. Um, Personally, he's, not- he's after me. He told me. He's after you. Uh, Thanks, Elon. Alex, what do you know about Eddie? Mm, I don't know. Let me see. Is he still on Nifty? I thought he was part of Nifty. I don't know. Not right now. Nope. Okay. Still was on Academy, though. He's an ambassador, though. I can tell you that. He's an ambassador. He's an NYU grad. He's an ambassador for 23-year-olds. Nice. They can't. Dude, put it with the water bottle. What are you doing? Fucking sucking on that thing? No, it's. um... Don't worry about what I'm doing, dude. <laughs> well, I'm worrying about. Okay. Um. All right. Well, we can go to Eddie. We'll let him. We'll let him explain himself. What's up, Eddie? What's up? So actually. Normally, when I when I hear you know a Jersey and a native New Jersey and come on stage, I do have a question for them. And actually, um, I've kind of exposed a lot of fake New Jerseyans by asking asking this question. So I wanted to Hit ask Fungible. Uh, Eric, wait, Ariel, are you also a native New Jerseyan? Sure, am South Jersey. Okay, so sounds like we're gonna hit two people with this. Um, you, it's six a.m. Right, six a.m. You're hungry, and you go out. And you go to your nearby uh, bagel factory, whatever it is, you know, think of whatever that name is. Um, you're ordering that bagel and that bagel probably, you know, I- I'm not going to judge you on what you have on it, but let's just say it's egg, cheese and something, some kind of pork product. Bellaham, it's in. not pork roll. It's no, Bellaham. Pork roll, no, it's pork roll, egg and cheese all day. All right. There's actually maps of this on the Internet. That Taylor Ham is a brand. Pork roll is a product. That, uh, North New Jer- Northern New Jersey predominantly says Taylor Ham, and 
mid middle uh mid mid uh central jersey and southern new jersey uh predominantly say pork roll so i mean so whether I'll, who's I'll, right or who's wrong i say where i'm the native of i'm from northern new jersey I actually don't think either of you are necessarily wrong one way or the other. I grew up in South Jersey, Tom's River, and then I moved up to Bergen County. No, no shit. But... I used to work in Tom's River. I love Tom's River. Really? Yeah, yeah I, I lived I right by Ocean uh, High School. Court. All right, your wow, book man. MFers. I'll hop in, I'll oh. your DMs. Hi, <laughs> used to this. I used to that. Fucking, we just got uh, done with dinner with Mike. that shit for four hours. Oh, back in the 70s, we used to do this, and there's no evidence of it, so you just have to take my word for it. Um, you yeah. know, Bart, to that point, my generation, they call us the lucky ones because we lived in, we experienced an analog life and the beginning of the digital life, and we're the first generation where our information wasn't in a computer. Sorry, sorry. No, I said that wrong. So, because we're the last generation that our information wasn't in the computer. Bart, go to fucking bed, dude. I miss caffeinated Alex. You miss ca- I miss fucking Bart. Dude, I don't know what the fuck got in a Bart. I miss Gary V. Bart. This whole fucking Andrew Tate park. Oh my motherfucker! Go. You're like you're like I got a new. You're like Andrew Tate just did a brand new podcast. Did you listen to it yet? I was like, what is wrong with you? Like, Every you know, time I bring it up, you get so fucking defensive. It's like, god damn, I can't even. Oh, not your fucking Lord and Savior, Andrew Tate. Oh, it's so offensive. Every time you comes up with a video, you make me watch all of it. You're like in the elevator, you're like, yo, we got thirty seconds. Let's watch this shit. All right, well. I'm more concerned of like which blockchain NFT should be on. I'm watching my favorite founder flip and flop. Meanwhile, the floor price dips and drops. They're trying to figure out which blockchain they need to be on. You know, they start on one, they go to the next, they go to the next. Uh, they're just spraying and praying. What blockchain do you think NFT should belong on, Bart? I mean, wouldn't you? I mean, wouldn't you be spraying and praying? Or would you stick to the blockchain that's giving you everything? And well, get off your fucking high horse, dude. They didn't give them anything, you know? Just millions of dollars in venture capitalists. Um, What's that? Oh, nothing. Um, Just like the support from every other creator to like lift each other up. And then the moment that, you know, we're all like kicking and rocking, just fucking kicks out the chair from under everybody. Uh, You know, I'm so bullet. You know, there's no other chain like Solana except Polygon and ETH, which we're going to be leaving uh, Solana for. Um, you know, I'm so bullish on the small Solana creators so much that I want to take 10,000 from their back pocket for 30 minutes of my time. Yeah, it could be charging so millions. So I'm driving down the highway, holding the driver's side window from falling inside the door panel right now. Nice. It was negative 22 here Friday. So the fucking car windows were frozen solid. So me trying to fucking get the window open, the power windows, the window came off the rails. So now I have to hold the fucking car window while I'm driving with the phone in the other hand and my elbow steering the car as I take the car to the dealership to get this fucking thing fixed. 
And Trump tells Fungible. me it's going to be closed. Sell your fucking Moonbird and get a car that can survive in the winter, my guy. Sell there's the no way he came off that guy's shit. Bro, there's no, you're not supposed to go out in negative 22 degree weather. I right? go out in negative 22 degree weather. Damn, that's fucking cold. Uh, let's go over to shit. Wait, why'd you kick NFT? Because like he was interrupting people, dude. Yeah, but it's okay. He's, he, dude, he's you're allowed. tired as fuck. Can you bring back the Gary V bark? I'm tired as fuck listening to your... Uh, I've listened to your ass all day. Drag you around. Fucking you don't listen you. to me. I don't even fucking talk. I just sit there and like... Oh, you just drag your ass around. I'm like, here, you gotta do that. I fucking open up. Here comes, this, here comes the airplane. Here comes your fucking applesauce. Or here comes your crab. Because apparently you, you don't eat anything. Yeah, unless, no, and no one ordered anything, but eight legs. fucking Alex's You don't eat crab. anything unless it's got eight legs and I fucking, fucking I need to eat Alex's crap. You know, we're fucking there getting dessert. I'm like, hey, Machi, can I see the dessert menu? Absolutely not. I'll be ordering for you, Alex. He orders me fucking frozen beans. What the what fuck? was that dessert? What is what <laughs> the fascination with frozen, beans? <laughs> frozen fucking bean pie. Yeah. The motherfuckers think I make this shit up. <laughs> I literally asked Machi, can I see the fucking menu? He said, no, I'll order it for you. Hey, uh, all you want, you, you got the whole crab You want tonight. frozen fucking bean paste. Mm, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't, yeah, it was not good. <laughs> I said, what the fuck? I tried to eat it with a fucking spoon. The spoon bent in half. All right, let's go to some of these hands. Let's go to Shiv. Shiv. Yo. What's up, man? What's yeah? What's up, bro? I'm good. I hope you guys are doing well. Christmas nah. just passed. We're not. <laughs> no, <Nope. laughs> not anymore. Oh well. I just want to talk about it. what you guys were talking about earlier, which is your podcast that's coming up. I think go for it. You know, podcasts are absolutely huge, right? And everyone's talking about short form video content, but I think do a podcast first, and you know, apps like TikTok, YouTube Shorts, right? Content comes from these podcasts, which are snipped up and uploaded on these platforms. So, you know, take Joe Rogan's podcast, for example. No one actually really listens take to... Take the most like, the successful podcast, for example. Okay. <laughs> you guys can do it. You guys can literally do it. Yeah. People literally listen to the cut down version of the podcast on, th on these platforms, right? You guys could totally do the same thing. Now, how frequent you guys want to do it, that's up to you. What I have in mind is, I think, still do your daily Twitter spaces. They may, maybe, like, once a week, bring, like, a founder or whoever you want to have a topic about. Do that. Upload it, like, maybe once a week. People can listen to it, look at the video and stuff like that. And then sniff up sections of the video and upload them on platforms such as TikTok, YouTube Shorts, perhaps Twitter, too. And I think that's a great way for people to come in through the mainstream as well. Okay. I, th I like that idea. I think that's what we're planning on doing, exactly what you just mentioned. All right, yeah. Go for it. But I got one more question is, do you plan to dox yourself on <laughs> the podcast? Yeah, why not? Holy shit. Uh, just a fucking normal human. Just go triple F mode, man. Get the, get the, the mask, the sunglasses, the fucking Red Bull size can, skies of case gun on his face. Fucking tic tacs all over the pop them up, pop them, just fucking <laughs> sour patch flavor. Um, just get that shit in your lungs. Okay, could be, could be anybody, could be anything. It could be a milkshake. Uh, we can pass it off to NFT. NFT, I'm sorry you were kicked off. Um, I'm, he's gone again. All right, 
You had your shot. You shouldn't have kept your hand up. I mean, you should have known better. Which, um, so if we did one founder a week, which would be the first founder we should bring up? You guys can shiv. Go ahead, shiv. I mean, you guys have been talking about D gods, youths lately. I think it only really makes sense if you bring Frank for your first one. <laughs> what the fuck sound was that, Bart? I don't know. There's like a seal in the room. Um, Wait. You, what do you think? Do we bring up Frank for our first one? He'd have to come out to type A. Okay. I mean, well, well, we had Alex Lynn, the founder of Valhalla. He was like, oh, fuck yeah. Well, come on. And then like two hours later, fucking eight paragraph message. Hey, guys, just got off the phone with the team. Um can we know a little bit more about why you want to have me on the podcast or like just out of curiosity, he's like, you know, you made some of my team quit. That's not the first time we've heard that either. You know how many found people have DM DM'd us saying we made their team quit? I mean, is that do you think that we've made people quit their jobs, Alex? Or do you think that, that is that our fault or is that the fault of the of the company that they quit? That's your fault, Bart. God, here we go. You're bitching and moaning. He was asking if we should bring Frank up. Well, would you bring Frank on a podcast, Bark? I mean, we'll get Machi mm. to get him on all expenses paid. Mm, what did I bring Frank up? Mm. Yeah, aren't you afraid he'd come kick your ass? No, dude. No, he's not. He's not that. I don't think. I think it would be a great conversation. I don't think anyone. Yeah. Would get... Agreed. I think it'd be a great, great combo. What are some of the things that you would ask him? Um, well, I know everything I need to know about him. I would be more of you. Like, I don't think you know who he is. So what are some of the questions you would ask him? It's not about you. The podcast is not about you. It's about the, the viewer. So like, how would you educate the viewer? What kind of questions would you ask? Mm. Like, why did you lie? Yeah, probably something along those lines. Why are you a pathological liar? That would probably be my first question. Do you think he do you think he knows that he's a pathological liar? Or do you think that he's he's even fooling himself? Okay, so I don't know. This is where I don't Okay, this is one thing I'll say I don't understand. Either he's a liar or he's doing it as a, to gain attention. So the Either way, I don't agree. Like, whatever, dude. It's just me. It doesn't matter. It's my opinion. You know, whenever you're saying, I'm so bullish on this, I'm going to make sure this does this, and then all of a sudden everything was a lie. Was that was that premeditated? Was that, was that like, okay, we're going to say this so they would spark a reaction out of Alex? Like, well, I'm going to say I'm hella bullish on Solana, and then like seven days later, oh, we're, I'm going to Ethereum. So I don't know if that was all premeditated to spark a reaction out of me. If it was, whatever. But if it wasn't, then it's like, oh. You think that he knew they were going to Ethereum and he was just teasing Solana? Why would he do that? Why would he tease the Solana train? And garner attention. But I think he's more of a liar. I don't think he could premeditate that. I think he's really good at lying. Well, we could ask him on the pod. <laughs> we could ask him on the pod. Let's get some real. I think 
I think people lie because they're too self-conscious about people, what people think, what people will think of them if they tell the truth. Personally, I don't care how degrading the truth is. If I tell the truth, I told the fucking truth. And that's it. That's one thing anybody can ever say. No matter how degrading the truth may be, you can never say I'm a fucking liar because being a liar is more degrading than anything else. So I think some people should take some fucking lessons from that. Yeah. Um, I, w I don't think it's a bad idea to move to... It's just the way it panned out. The way... Um, just like... Can we can we ever believe anything they say going forward? I I learned uh, was it whenever the art reveal I saw so many fucking lies come out of that situation that were lies. They weren't the good. They weren't premeditated marketing stunts. These were just blatant lies. Um, acting like I was an idiot. Uh, like oh you know we're revamping the art, Alex. Like it was supposed to reveal that Saturday. You know forty eight hours uh, post met. Instead, it took like 40 fucking days. And when the art revealed, it was like an elongated face. And Alex, you just don't understand. It took 40 days to do that. I mean, do you think I'm a fucking idiot? I guess so. And if you want me to believe that story, then I guess you think I'm a fucking idiot. So after that, I was like, how do you trust a liar going forward, Bart? How do you trust a liar going forward? I don't know. Can you trust? A, I I guess it's not as much about trusting a liar. I guess it's understanding that when you work with someone who continuously lies to you, just don't put them in positions to where like a lie is going to affect the outcome of something, or don't work with them at all. Like yeah, like I, I it would be it would basically be that. It's difficult because uh, I think a lot of people do lie. I think a lot of people also don't realize that they're lying, but they have financial incentives to believe or say a certain thing. Therefore, they'll just they they truly feel like they believe in something, but money is the driving force behind it. Therefore, they don't realize that they're making a biased decision or, or a, a, a swayed decision. I mean, we've seen it before, right? You know, in order to protect their bags, they got fucking like fifty dollars in a in an NFT, and they all of a sudden they got to put their fucking their fucking reputation on the line. In order to protect, to protect the bag, so I don't. It's not even sometimes as much of a lie. It's like, hey, I have financial incentives to say or do these certain things, and I think many people take that road. Um, that's why I, I always advise against being cautious when getting involved in NFTs uh, and speaking your mind, or especially if you come from a place of influence. I think it's super easy to say shit that you don't actually mean because you have financial incentives involved. Um, same thing with like your communities, right? Like a whole community believes a certain thing. Do they actually believe it or do they got money tied to it? So that's just something to be aware of. So I don't know. Maybe I think being in someone's position like Frank, I think that there's a ton of uh, it's, it's very high stakes, right? Like he's a young guy like us, you know, dealing with a lot of money on his hands and um, and dealing with many people who are financially motivated to participate with him. So it swayed the equation. And if you've never been in that kind of position before, where you got a lot of moving parts and a lot of money involved, it's, it's a, it's not very, they're not easy waters to navigate. Um, and it's also very easy to do things that out of like, you know, quick decision-making that aren't always right. So I don't know. Do you envy, would you envy that position, Alex? Would you envy that position of being a, that type of founder? Um, no, I don't envy anyone for anything. 
I don't think I don't think anyone does. No, no. Um, I think no. I'll just I'll end it on that question. So let's go to other hands, though. I want to know other people's stuff. Uh, Running man, which which blockchain do you think NFTs belong on? Solana, man. Solana. Um, yeah, I've I've got some questions. If you get Frank on the podcast, I've got some questions you could ask him. Um, like I've I've heard quite recently. Um, you know, there's a lot of people talking. Um, he's been he's quite fond of trading. As a trader myself, probably like you to ask him how he's been doing the last six to twelve months. You know, how much is up. How much is, or if he's done, how much he's done, or if he's done fucking astronomically to the point where if you had to dig an old, he'd probably reach the center of the earth, how, how deep that'd go. Um, probably be the first question I'd ask him. Um, second question, I mean, um, the move to Polygon, whether it's, you know, for the benefit of use or to cover like, you know, outstanding tax bills, you know what I mean? Stuff like that. Um, whether he's footing the blockchain because the blockchain's like not valid, or if he's, if that project's moving um, just to cover some fucking outstanding tax, basically, um, to, you know, dig himself out of an astronomic hole that reaches probably to the centre of the Earth. Probably a couple of questions I'd ask Alex, if I had to ask any. Because, like, a lot of people foot Solana for being, like, you know, there's something wrong with the blockchain. But I'd probably, I'd probably counter and say there might be something wrong with your favourite founder, to be fair. Um, probably look a little bit deeper, but I'd say as time goes on over the next week or two, three weeks, and more and more people start talking, and um, you know, we'll find out what's what's really been going on. I'd say, um, but if you do get them on the podcast in advance, if you could ask those questions, I'll be grateful. Okay, that seems like a fair question to ask. What? Um, I mean, let me let me ask. You know, we've got him up here, uh, Frank. You know, if we get you on a podcast, well, first, my first question to you, Frank, is what's your thoughts on, on this Alex account? I have the solution right here, by the way, on this chilling villain fucking parasite that is. Okay. Uh, let's go to some more hands. Let's go to, um, let's go to Eddie. Eddie, what do you think is the right blockchain for NFTs? For me, it's Ethereum. I mean, just hearing about Solana at this point, I, 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 I'm almost thinking that we might be talking about Cardano 2.0 and and even just Cardano 1.0 might be better just because if you're looking at the, the base right here, like, yes, the, there's some active traders that love Solana and some quote unquote builders, but you got the same thing on Cardano. Like if you go to the community, you could definitely hear how, how strong that they believe in Cardano. And if you talk about the number of developers, I mean, I think Solana's developers are starting to pale in comparison to cardano's developers so just in pure you know sheer numbers so i don't know i i would say ethereum's still leading the way and uh i'm gonna keep my bets on ethereum until proven otherwise that's fair we got a solana developer up here right now we got rose um rose eddie says there's no more developers on Sol or very few why are you stuck on do you not know solidity no, I I started on on ETH. I started with Solidity, um, and I've just found that like the tooling on Solana better fits um, what I'm trying to accomplish. That's not to say that ETH sucks. Like I don't want to get into this conversation of like one or the other. Um, but personally, like for what I need, I like to develop on Solana. 
But I, that's not to say I wouldn't develop on ETH because that's where I started. Um, and Solidity is, is much easier of a language to work with and understand than Rust. Um, yeah, that's all. Okay, you frequently make this weird statement where you're like, this salon at $11 could be like buying ETH at $70. Oh my gosh, it makes me want to vomit every time I hear it. Uh, but why are you so fucking bullish? What is Solana protocol providing that Ethereum or any other protocol isn't providing for that matter? Um, well, there's a couple great things about Solana. The first, which I think is what attracted a lot of people to the chain, is just like um, the consumer products, like how easy they are to use um, with the ease of use of even trading NFTs, like low gas transactions. There's a lot of great things about Solana. Um, it's not to say that that ETH is worse, right? Um, and and in relation to what's going on with with youths, um, what I'm I'm not upset that they're moving to Polygon and ETH. The problem is that they're calling this a bridge, and um, from what I can see, it doesn't appear to be like a bridge at all. It seems like they're abandoning Solana, even though they. Um, just raised from like the biggest Solana players in the space. Um, and they're, they're moving entirely over to Polygon and ETH. Like that's not a bridge. If this was a bridge, that'd be awesome. That would be truly multi-chain. I would have, I would not have anything negative to say about that, but that doesn't seem like, like what's going on at all. Um, I would love to be stand. I would love to, to be corrected on that, but I, yeah, it's, seems like they're burning their nfts on solana um, and people will have to remint on polygon and eth yeah they've got us they've got a crack dev team over there i believe metaplex developed everything for them um do you think meta does metaplex develop on poly they never no no okay. they don't and cardinal labs doesn't either oh yeah i forgot cardinal labs as well hmm yeah, and you know, yeah, they, they used all the developers on Solana. They used all the venture capitalists on Solana. And now uh, they've used, I guess, the grant funds from Poly. That's why they moved here, or to Poly. So a uh, complete opportunist in my mind. Whatever. Congratulations. But I won't be a participant. I won't listen. That That's just, that's just me. Um, maybe I'm biased. Bark, do you think there's anything? Like, do you think loyalty means fucking anything at all? Bark's already passed out. I mean, he wanted to do this fucking space. He's now falling asleep. What a fucking bitch. I'm about to go wa I'm walking down his fucking door. I'm about to knock on that shit so fucking loud right now. All right, Block. Block, which blockchain do you think NFTs belong on at the moment? Yo, to be honest, um, if I had to choose one blockchain, I think I would choose Solana. And I, I know that's that it is what it is, but I just, I feel like it's just more fun to trade on. Um, like we've been talking for the past couple days about this stuff and we were talking about how like, um, I don't know if you guys ever like traded cards, like Pokemon cards, uh, X-Men cards, like basketball cards, football, like it's basically like trading cards almost. There's no gas. Like it's just fun. Like it was fun to do that shit. And I don't know, like on ETH, it just, it wasn't quite as fun. It was more about making money 
um, and, you know, paying gas fees. And even now with like low gas, it's still not quite as fun. It's still, it's more like, oh, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get a bag. I'm trying to get my bags up and shit like that, where, you know, on Saul, we'll just, we'll rock our rugs and shit, you know, like I, I, I'm still in a bunch of rugs, <laughs> still in a bunch of rug discords and shit. You know what I mean? It's, um, I just feel like it's a, it's a different kind of community. Um, it's way a different kind of community. So my answer would be, my answer would definitely be Solana. I also wanted to say that uh, Franks did say a few weeks ago, like a few, I don't remember how long exactly or what space it was in. Cause I don't like frequent too many other spaces, especially the ones that he's in. But uh, I did hear that Frank said a few weeks ago that they were going to be moving their collections to other places. Uh, they didn't know where at the time, so this was maybe it had been a, maybe it's been a while longer than a few weeks. But uh, they did say that they didn't know where they were going, but they did mention that Gigas was going to Ethereum. Um, I think they so to be honest, I think they knew the whole time that you know they were going to uh, go somewhere else, and they were just basically getting their people ready for that. Um, but yeah, I did, I forgot exactly where and when I heard that shit, but it wasn't, it wasn't just like a week ago. It was a longer period of time and they've been pretty much getting people ready, uh, like just gearing them up to, to further move. So yeah, I just wanted to say that as well. Okay, cool. Um, I think it's interesting. The... It was, if you look at the time of the tweet, it, I don't even want to review it anymore. Facts, which um, I'm guessing you're going to say Ethereum as well. So it's really, in my mind, the probably put like Ethereum, and then I would probably go Solana, then Cardano, then Binance, and then Crow, and then Poly. That that would be my list. Facts, what's yours looking like? What are the top three blockchains NFTs should be on? Yeah, I think uh, Ethereum um solana and polygon you know the crazy thing is you know a lot of people like myself really got into nfts on flow on that you know dapper labs with nba top shot and you know like nobody really thinks about high value nfts on flow because of what top shot did which is just like pump a, just way too much volume into the ecosystem so the blockchain works well for NFTs, I, I guess, except like you don't actually like have really custody of uh, of the wallets and stuff. So it's, there's still a long way to go. But my point is, like, it's a low value NFT chain, and that's what Polygon is too. Now, personally, I've had poor experiences on Polygon. Like, I just I don't like I, the user experience. We talked about this, right? Like, we had. Um, their like main guy. What, what was his name? Ryan. He was on. He was on your space, and we told Ryan him this. Quit. Yeah, Ryan. We told him like, you know, the bridge sucks. The user experience sucks. Like, but if Phantom comes out with you know with a Polygon um, wallet and, and the user experience improves, there's some upside. So I think with Frank's situation, like ultimately, like I understand why a lot of people on Solana be pissed off. Definitely like trust issues, uh, loyalties were broken and all of this kind of stuff. Like I feel that uh, I'd be, you know, I'd be pissed, especially if I was somebody that, uh, you know, helped fund, help fund his project or, you know, just in general, like help the growth of the project. And then, and then this happened, but the flip side too is like 
this guy's probably pissed, and this guy, I mean, Frank, he's probably pissed off because a lot of stuff out of his hands wrecked him financially. Like, I'm pretty sure he got a big bag of Solana and held it, you know, like held it too long, like for one. Then when they dropped Utes, like Solana crashed, right, from right away, like 38 to $12. Like, so he probably just is pissed off at the whole experience of being in Solana and thinks that if it was on another chain, like he would have made more money, the project would have done better and all this stuff. So if somebody's handing him some money in order to come over and, you know, do his thing on Polygon, I can see why it's appetizing. And the opportunity is that, like, we know these big brands have utilized the chain, but the problem is it's like the same shit. It's like high volume, low, you know, I guess low engagement post mint. So like a lot of onboarding, a lot of new wallets, that's all good. But then the real collectors, like the people who want to have high value NFTs, who appreciate that side of the collecting, they just right now, they don't think that Polygon is that vibe because it's just, if you look at any of the metrics, it just shows that these are just low value NFTs that are trading and the overall volume is generally low. But if that could be changed, you know, it's still denominated in a way that I think big collectors and whales who are ETH maxis, you know, it's, it's pretty native to them. So I see the upside there too. Um, long story short, I think that D gods, like the only reason that on this news, they haven't pumped to 10 ETH is because <laughs> they're still on Solana and like, no matter what, like the next few months, you know, with D D labs, we're talking about delays. So I'm sure that this is going to take a little longer than, um, he says right now. And, and so for me, like, I'm thinking, I'm just going to watch that and maybe like let the news settle in a little bit. People get uh, tired, you know, and they, they tend to paper hand stuff when there's not a lot of news, but I'm going to be looking at that D gods floor from here on, you know, try to maybe snipe one before it does port over to ETH. And then on the youth side, it's just kind of like, let's see, man. He likes to smoke. He wants to take on these challenges. I don't know. Like, you know, like you, you, you have success. So you have a lot of confidence. You think you can just keep succeeding, but you know, it kind of is like making things harder on himself in some, in some ways too, because a lot of the community members that has supported him right now are pissed off. You know, like I'm pretty sure like Rose is pissed off, right? Like there's probably a lot of people in this room that are pissed off and you got to think like, is it really about the chain? Or is it about the people? Mm, good points. Facts, do you think it'll be enough for people to be trading Polygon NFTs? I think it's going to be enough. I think that they're going to have to do something compelling and creative. Something you can't fade. Like at the end of the day, like that's what it comes down to. There's these situations and these spots where it's like there's – you create so much FOMO and you see this upside and you're like, well, I have to participate in that. I feel compelled to participate in that. So if they can create enough of a compelling reason, now I can see how he can create a very compelling reason for people to move over. But again, it's like, how do you, we haven't seen anybody on Polygon sustain anything of high value, anything that keeps going, keeps going up. 
And so this is against the odds trying to be the first. Like, it's going to take something. It's going to take some big, big brain ideas, some big brain moves in order to make it compelling enough to stick. That's my biggest concern in all this. Like, I don't see any issue with the D gods going to Ethereum. But I do see like a major issue with Utes going to Poly. I look at that chain as pretty much a dead chain. And now, you know, they're moving their, their, their holders to a dead chain with no sign off from them. So D-Gods should be fine. Utes, uh, I, don't, I don't know how they manage this. This seems to me. No one trades Polygon entities other than when they had that Reddit like pump. But outside of that, and I guess you could say the Donald Trump micro pump, outside of that, there's been nothing. And yeah, it's, it's going to be a desert for that. But we're, we're still early. And... It's not a dead chain because in that metric, like it has been growing, right? It's been the, the number of users, wallets, transactions has been growing. The problem is that it's, it's a home of low value NFTs. Basically, to some degree, it feels like spam. Like these big brands come in and they drop these NFTs. And nobody really gives a fuck. It's like you're, it's like you're opening your mailbox and oh, what's all this shit? Half of it ends up in the trash. So what they got to figure out is how do they make sure that their brand doesn't turn into spam? You know, like that's the big risk. Is like, dude, what if you know, what if Utes goes over there and like, you know, maybe there's some hype at first and then it kind of doesn't. Nobody gives a fuck. And then the same thing that happens to every other Polygon NFT happens to Utes and it becomes irrelevant. That's a huge hit to the brand. So this is like high-risk stuff. And I listened to what he said yesterday. And one of the points that he made is it would have been much easier for them to stay on Solana. You know, like, like this is a big risk. They're taking on this risk. They're doing it because they secured some bag right now, right? They did. Like, they took some money. If you're burning cash and you're looking at your runway and you're like, someone's like, hey, I'm going to give you, you know, a couple million bucks, to make this move, it is appetizing because the name of the game right now is survival. And you can think about that how you want, but it's like the bigger challenge and the bigger like thing is like how do they how do they be the the difference here on Polygon? Like basically what's on his shoulders right now is becoming the first project that isn't freaking irrelevant, you know? Now you have people that are playing these different kind of games that are on Polygon and all of this stuff, but like and they'll say, oh, Polygon is great, da 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 But, like, nobody gives a fuck about those NFTs, dude. We're talking about, like, digital collectibles. We want to – we you want to see the price go up. You want to hold a high-value NFT, and that just doesn't exist right now on Polygon. So how are they going to be the first? I have no fucking idea. Mm. Well, I'm looking at the volume. Um, the t- past 24 hours, Ethereum's, like, at 10 million – uh, Solana's at 2.5 million, and then uh, Poly's at 200,000. So I don't know why you'd, you'd subject your holders to this. Um, yeah, you, you you profit a ton. Do you think that – are they passing off the profits to their holders? Well, so far the, you know, the kind of bull case that's been spelled out is access to some highly desirable mints on on the chain like through their launch pad and that kind of thing so again like that could be compelling if there's some hype mints 
you know, but again, like, I think what's, that's just going to lead to what's been happening, which is pump, dump, you know, things becoming irrelevant or worthless. So for me, like, I thought that in general too, like to do this on Christmas is, is kind of off, you know, it's kind of a bizarre psychological decision to do that kind of stunt on Christmas, especially considering that there was like no community input. That's really the thing that bugs me the most about it is like we are, it's just reaffirmation that NFTs are super centralized, you know, like why wouldn't there be some kind of community participation or input? Hey guys, like we're in this together. Like this is, these are our options. Let's make like some official kind of votes. Let me see where people stand. And the answer is because it doesn't matter, bro, because it's like somebody that doesn't care what everybody thinks they want. They think they know the right answers, you know? And so that's, that's potentially a point of failure and a problem. And it's kind of like against the ethos of the whole space. Like, dude, if I had an NFT project, the first, you know, of course you want to keep some mystery and some surprises, but like I would try to get my holders as involved as possible. And you see that with the, the clubs, the kind of like creating those DAOs or sub communities or whatever they are. But it's like, how are you going to like let people decide on that kind of stuff, but then have no input on such a massive decision like this. And then to do it on Christmas when a bunch of people were probably aggravated, you know, and, uh, you know, there was a big dip right away on Utes. Like right away it went from like one, like 157 to like 120. And that's frustrating, man, on Christmas, like some kind of big thing you got to run to your computer. So I don't know. I think that there's some weird kind of decision making here. In some ways, I understand the upside. I understand the opportunity. I do. In other ways, it's like the, the execution of it, somewhat questionable, you know? Yeah. It was a strange time to announce the information, agreed. The That's what I don't understand is there's going to be no community input. like, And yeah, there was a major reaction to like, holy shit, this collection going on to Poly. I wouldn't want to hold on to a collection that's going to Poly. Hmm. That that that's not like any bias in my mind. That's me thinking that I'm just bearish on Poly NFTs at the moment. Why would I subject everyone? I'm the only one that's gaining though. So and I'm not gonna. Maybe did they? So they're not passing off any of the the grant money to the people that they're sending over to a dead blockchain. <laughs> Not I'm to taking my knowledge. Major risk by subjecting all fifteen thousand holders. Yeah, major fucking risk. That's the most fucking ridiculous thing. Well, ever. no, it's a risk to the collection. So yeah, it's a risk to the major holders. To the, yeah, to the holders. Not yeah. the person that got the grant money. I'm no. taking major risk here. Uh, this is why I don't participate in this shit, man. Yeah. That being said, like there's there's people who a lot of people who are bullish on Polygon. You know, like you and I, we're not one of them, but I've heard a lot of other people, they're holding bags, they're they're thinking this is the early phase of mass adoption. And so, I mean, there is potential that it could be a big, uh, big plus EV play in the long run. We don't know yet. If it went to ETH, would have been a lot more straightforward, um, but they wouldn't have got those few million, right? 
Correct. So I don't know. I, I look for them to at least somehow benefit the holders of the collection they're fucking over. I look at that as fucking over the whole. If D gods are fine, going to Ethereum, fine. But Polygon getting grant money, not passing it off to the holders, I don't know. And yeah, man, this timing of the events on Christmas, man. I guess that was like a definitely a marketing sign. Like, oh, how can we shake up Christmas? Let's just announce we're moving it to a new blockchain. Let's go over to Anon. What's going on, Alex? I uh, hope everyone had a nice holiday. Just wanted to add to the conversation. Um, I put out a tweet last night, or yeah, sometime last night, and Inverse Bra picked it up in less than a minute, which I thought was really kind of surprising. That Inverse Bra, like no one tagged them, nothing. They picked up the tweet and retweeted it, and that's what blew it up. Basically, what I said was, I've known about this for a month, and that's a fact. And we're actually looking for the recording on another Twitter space where I, I said this. And then I realized the Twitter space was being recorded. And I was like, whoa, wait a minute. Like, I don't want to put that out there. Like, I don't want to be held responsible for that. And I'll, I'll let you know exactly where I heard it. It was down at Art Basel, Miami. I was at Drifter Shoots party. You know, Isaac, uh, the one that does the stuff on top of the buildings and whatnot. He was revealing a new piece. And, you know, at those parties that are not a public invite, you never know who you're going to meet. And I just networked my ass off and I was talking. Sorry, I got a call. Um, I was just networking and ended up uh, talking with a Solana growth strategist, someone who said he's been a marketing consultant on like 30 plus Solana projects, basically all rugs, wouldn't tell me which ones. And he was like, yeah, so, uh, you know, what do you think about uh, this whole th uh, thing going on with, you know, D-Gods, Utes? And I, I told him like, it, it wasn't really me like for me personally not really into like what feels like a fraternity culture um one that is you know reinforced by its founder um like i personally i know that you guys have had your differences i i, I think that frank is a great orator i think that he listens to his community but i think that behind the scenes that they're not the most professional and proof of that is i'm on, you know anon right you know this polarizing influencer as you say that you know people either like or don't like why am i finding this out a month sooner than the community if i know then you know that all of their friends know you know that there were people that had access to that information well before it was announced and so i didn't say anything because i didn't have definitive proof but as soon as it was announced i put out the tweets that were like acknowledging when i originally knew about this you know i dm'd with someone on december 4th and i put that out and I was surprised, right? Like the D gods to ETH thing, like we're all in agreement, or most, you know, we're, we're mainly agreeing on that. Uh, that's not a bad move. That's not a big surprise. Frank had loose lips from the beginning when it came to talking about, hey, I, I don't necessarily feel comfortable here. You know, we're exploring transitioning to ETH. But the Polygon, you know, with Utes, to have that type of edge, to know about that a month before it happens. That just goes to show there's so many inconsistencies and inequalities with Web3. And I appreciate you guys for, like, not taking on that approach with your own community. Like, I, I you know, I listen to your spaces and you'll bring anyone up to co-host, really. You'll bring anyone up to speak and give them, you know, an equal chance. Like, you don't always just put the same people up here like your friends. Like, yeah, Fax is here. Obviously, you got your co-hosts, but... The other people on stage rotate, and so I'm glad to see it's not an echo chamber, um, and that there aren't people that are like getting 
alpha or you know finding out what cherry hq is going to be doing next before the rest of us know because that's bullshit i'll tell you the next thing that's happened cherry hq we're gonna fly some motherfucker out here we don't know who yet we'll be finding out in the next space and capitulation see you then